everything is difficult. And, you know, somebody um, many, many years ago, you know, won the persistence of vision, but two, like, if you do what you love, the money, the success, whatever it is that you're hoping to achieve from it will follow. And to not just lead with your passion, lead with what you love to do and what the messaging is and what what that content, that material, that apparel, whatever that is brings to the world can add value to your soul and add value to your audience that you're presenting it to. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it may. What's up? Okay. I, this is just, I'm like glowing. I like can't stop smiling. Um, I have two guests on today's interview, two women who, gosh, their, their passion and purpose, like what they care so much about. It's like freaking like it's contagious and like, like the only best way can get yeah, a contagion can be anyway. <laughs> um, anyways, like it really is though. Like every time I get off a call with them, I am, um, sitting a little taller, flying a little higher, um, buzzing a little bit faster. And, um, and Brad actually joined today's interview as well. So we have a, a foursome. Um, in fact, I met Kelly because of Brad and, um, Kelly and Brad go way back in time. And Kelly is such a connector, which is why we're probably like just two like kindred spirits there. But um, Kelly and Marisa have this amazing company, Barely Canadian, which you're going to hear about. And I really can't wait for you to hear how they answer all of my questions because I think that too often we're trying to figure out how do we organize all the thoughts? How do we organize all the dots before we start something? And that's not how things work. And even if you could connect all the dots, even if you had everything in place. And you're like, okay, I've got the plan. I've got the plan. Here it is. Something is going to come and rip that plan right out. Water's going to spill on that plan. You're going to miss, you're going to lose a couple of those dots and that's okay. And that's what makes that, but it's also what makes you realize what's worth fighting for. And so these two women are super, super passionate about um, foster youth and um, the organizations Kids Save and Echoes of Hope. And they have a social enterprise, which is like they created a product that I can't wait for you to touch in your own lives. And um, it supports uh, these organizations. And, you know, now more than ever, I think it's really important that we follow our passions and our purpose. And um, it, it really does make you light up and make you want to show up when you're scared to death to do something. So these two women are really doing something for a great cause and they don't have all the answers to how they're going to do things, but they are being it till they see it as they do it. Um, and I'm really passionate about what they're doing. Brad and I are so freaking stoked to be working with them and finding different ways to collaborate with them. And I can't wait for you to also witness that journey. Um, because we are still figuring it out. And that is what makes it super, super fun. And I can't wait to see how we can continue to support them in all our ways with our profitable lives business and with OPC. Um, I just, the more I, more time and more excuses I can do to spend with time with these women and what they're doing, I will. So without further ado, 
Here is our first two guest interview and with Brad joining in. So it's a special treat and I hope you enjoy it. And I really can't wait to hear your takeaways. Please tag us, tag Barely Canadian and let us know um, how this um, affected you, how this helped you, how this um, showed you um, some light and some inspiration. All right. Thank you so much. Here it is. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. All right, be it till you see it, listeners. We have a very exciting adventure for you right now. There is there is not only one guest, there are two guests, and Brad's joining us. So we what? have we have an actual foursome on this podcast. Um, we've got Kelly Slatterly and Marisa Polvino. I hope I said their names correctly. Um, and I am just really delighted to bring these two women to you. They are doing something so amazing and the, just proof that like taking an idea and just going for it, no matter um, how many obstacles or what people might think about going into a somewhat crowded market. And they're doing it because they care so much about um, a special cause, which I'm going to let them tell you about. But I just, I had to have these women on because they're, I think they're going to inspire you to be it till you see it and not let not let anything get in your way. So Kelly, Marisa, thanks for being here. Can you um, each introduce yourselves? Yeah, Marisa, you go ahead. What? I always talk, I always talk first. <laughs> I just realized that I'm going to be a gentle lady and say, you talk first. <laughs> Good morning, be it to see it, people. Um, my name is Marisa Paulino. I am a film producer and content creator. I have a company called Straight Up Impact, which creates thought-provoking content around global issues that are most urgent. Um, I also make films, but I've been uh, over the years moving more into the social impact space because my heart and my soul needs to be a little more fulfilled than what the customary film industry can do to one's heart and soul. (laughs) And Kelly and I have been friends for a long time. And I, and when she launched Barely Canadian, Um, As a social enterprise company, I immediately wanted to jump on board with her and help build out one, some of the most snugly, softest, comfy wear ever, but also one that um, provides money towards foster youth and supporting foster youth. And I happened to be making a short film um, about uncovering the systemic issues in the foster care system and what we can do as a community to come together and help these foster youth live a fruitful, powerful, beautiful life after the foster care system, after they age out. So that's about me. And you can find me on Instagram at Marisa Paulino and at Straight Up Impact. Amazing. Okay. I want to dive into that, but we have to, we have to hear about from Kelly first. So Kelly, tell us us how you got here. (laughs) Gosh, such a tale. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Canadian. My name is Kelly Slattery. And I came to America because I had a song and a Lionsgate soundtrack, American Psycho 2. And I was an artist in Canada. So I was like, I'm going to move illegally to Canada. I mean, to America, to your country. <laughs> to your country. And so I um, I made the journey. It was interesting that later on in life, I, I actually um, wrote a TV show about that experience of being an illegal alien. It was about um, 
It was about an illegal Canadian who moves in with a legal Mexican family and works them in construction. We did sell it to ABC. Uh, I had the co-creator of Two and a Half Men and Big Bang as um, you know my showrunner. So I went from like, then I started producing films. I, I was a founder of a company that we produced for Dave Grohl. We did Sound City. We did Sonic Highways. But I left um, actually pretty much when I sold that show that I had written. And then we had another. Pro- Anyways, I've always been involved in entertainment as a, as a songwriter, as a singer, um, as a producer and as a writer. And uh, when we adopted our kids, initially my daughter from foster care at the age of 16, I decided to convert my life to service. And so I joined the nonprofit space, which was really interesting um, and, and really challenging. And, and uh, it's unique. Let me, let me just leave it there as calling it a very unique space, you know? Yeah. Um, but I learned a lot and I learned that what I really want to do is um, something that makes a difference in the world. I always reference this film I had done for Lionsgate that I produced in Michigan. It was overnights. It was um, winter. It was exterior. It was awful um, because it was freezing and just like like physically traumatic. I would say just the the cold. Even as a Canadian, which is why I'm called barely Canadian because I'm always freezing. <laughs> um, but anyways, I realized this ended up in the Walmart bin for two ninety nine on sale. I gave two years of my life and my heart to this. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So wow. trying to really find purpose in my life. When we adopted our son, we're actually in the process of adopting our son. But when we brought him into our family, we wanted to show them that an idea can become something and just with little steps and progression and just like due diligence of basic, you know, actions every day or every week, you can build something. So that was the purpose of Barely Canadian was to show them how to be entrepreneurs, how to acquire basic business skills. And anyways, long and short, people really liked the product and boom, it's, it became a company and we give 20% back to foster youth. And uh, Marisa started coming to the pop-ups I was doing. And she just was like, I love everything about this. Can I participate? I'm like, hell yeah. Did you, you know, know it's, it's, did you know each other prior? Yeah, we had been in, engaged yeah. in some uh, film projects together and uh, and just became really fast friends when Marisa moved out here from New York. Yeah, so- I moved from New York. And Kelly was the fir- one of the first people that I met outside, well, we within industry but outside of the industry friends that I had when I moved here and we fell in love immediately. It really was a love at first sight. Well, I, yeah. you all have that. Cause I, I, Brad's known Kelly for a long time, but as soon as I got on a call with you both, I'm like, Oh, I'm in love with these women. These women are amazing. <laughs> we are donating to their cause. <laughs> she, was, yeah. she was talking about you both for like a day and a half. Yeah. Later. She's yeah. Like, oh really yeah. A great combo. Well, we can find kindred spirits, right? Like I think we connect because we we're connected already. I yeah. think. You know, and we're taken by your gorgeous red hair. So that's why we're here outside of Scottish heritage. Yeah. And then with Marisa, the whites of her eyes were so white and I didn't want to shoot, you know, but honestly, the whites of her eyes were so white. It's extraordinary. Um, Oh, I remember that when I first met her. Oh, ladies, I I love you. Um, I so I want to go. Marisa, you said something and and maybe the two of you can talk about this. I kind of feel like working at doing a social enterprise, working in a nonprofit space, trying to make an impact, you almost have to be like, act as if what you're doing is making the difference that you are hoping it makes someday, because it is so, I don't know, I want to answer the question for you, but I feel like it's so hard to show up every day for a cause that has so much systemic problems that if you don't act as if it's like what you're doing is making the difference on a daily basis, it's kind of hard. So can you speak to that? Like, what does it take to 
I think a lot of people want to be part of social impact and like, what does it take to do that? Like, how do you start? You want, you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think everything is hard, right? Whatever, whatever you endeavor to do is, it, it is like pushing that boulder up the hill and finding certain projects, be it in the film side of things or in an apparel line. If you have a passion around what that product is bringing to the marketplace, and if you strongly believe that that messaging, that brand messaging around it, any kind of a product is one that the world needs and that it can enact a change that is most vital, then it's easy to get behind it because everything, everything is difficult. And, you know, somebody um, many, many years ago, you know, one, the persistence of vision, but two, like, if you do what you love, the money, the success, whatever it is that you're hoping to achieve from it will follow. And to not just lead with your passion, lead with what you love to do and what the messaging is and what, what that content, that material, that apparel, whatever that is brings to the world can add value to your soul and add value to your audience that you're presenting it to. And I think what's really easy is, you know, like I'm wearing this sweatshirt. Yes, it is like shameless promotion, but it's also like really super comfortable. I was taking my dog for a walk earlier. I had this on. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I was not intending to wear it, but I'm like, oh my God, it's so comfortable. I don't want to take it off. Okay. And so I have to say yes. Um, cause I have three Bailey Canadian sweaters and I wore them five days in a row. Like I just, I went through a cycle. I, and- <laughs> I was waiting. You know, actually, honestly, text saying you need one for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, like the designated. And I thought we should do that. Remember how they used to do underwear? Yes. Yeah. The labeled <laughs> underwear. I was just yeah. like, okay. I'm idea. so glad you picked up on that. Cause I was like, I hope she knows what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you were a kid, the underwear, <laughs> the data. Yeah. yeah. That's but funny. I kind of, I think it's a great idea as a fun little throwback though. I you know. It. Why I not? Think I, somehow I missed that one. I don't, I don't think know. they had it for the boys. I think it was eighties <laughs> girls. Thing. Have wonder roos. We had wonder roos. We had wonder roos. Wonder yeah. roos. No idea what that is. Um, <laughs> it's got to be a northeast three hero underwear. So, um, so you know, Kelly, you you started barely Canadian. Before that, you as you mentioned you um wrote songs, and you know you have this incredible story about like a vision you had, you, you were in your grandmother's house. And can you actually talk about that? Because I do think, you know, barely Canadian came from the, all the little steps along the way. So can we go back in time a little bit? It's so funny. You should say that too. Cause I do think that barely Canadian is, uh, everything I tend to do is like an ode to my country, to my country. <laughs> like it's always like a salute, some kind of callback, some kind of like love letter, you know, to Canada. Um, but, but when I was, I had wanted, ultimately, I, I'll, I'll go back even a, a little bit more just to disappoint you in lengthening this story. But um, <laughs> so I had moved to Ottawa. I had heard about an open mic across the street. A friend of mine said, you should go. I said, no, I'm, I'm not, I don't sing anymore. Long and short, she made me go. The place asked me to start playing there the next day. I hadn't like sung in forever. My sister came down, heard me playing at this residency, bought me a guitar. And she said, you need to actually learn how to play the guitar because you cannot depend on other people. With, from that moment, nine months later, I, I recorded my very first album. I'd written all the songs. I recorded the album. And suddenly I found myself in HMV Superstore. I was, the, I was the only album Blockbuster carried nationally. But I did all of that myself, right? So I, I, I believe in, I think that was the empowering moment. You learn how to learn, 
uh, play the guitar. You learn how to record yourself. You learn how to do all of this shit, because if you think you can bank on anybody else, you cannot. And it's really empowering as, as disabling as that might feel. So for me, I had received this guitar. My grandmother had passed. I'm sitting, as I often say, amongst a garden of clothes on the floor, just kind of distraught, but watching the Grammys on this really shitty TV. And I thought, I'm going to go there. Like, I'm going to go there one day for sure. You know, and I wrote this song called My Life. This life is on its way. It's actually on my first album. And um, and it was like this kind of up, happy, happy song. Cut to two years later, I'm invited to the Grammys by EMI, um, which was pretty incredible. You know, then cut to about 15 years later. And we had done a film with Dave Grohl that the album was uh, nominated for a Grammy. And so we went to the Grammys. And coincidentally, I brought Marisa as my date. I love That's it. Right. I remember that. Great. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, manifestation, I totally believe that it comes from a deep rooted place. And that which you focus on will most certainly reveal itself. But at the same time, if you if you don't focus on it for a moment, don't worry. Like your path is there. Your path is happening. I swear to God, I turned off my phone. <laughs> popularity cannot be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. You said it, sister. You said it. Um, but but yeah, it's 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 uh you know the road the road is windy, the road is is rough. I feel like there's a rhyme in there somewhere yeah. that I should finish with. <laughs> but uh, I thank you for sharing that because I do um I do think a lot of people think it's it's so linear. I don't know why we think anything is linear, nothing is ever done that way. Like <laughs> You know, but, um, we, we anticipate that. And so when we hit an obstacle or we get distracted or something in life happens and we have to take a pause from that. Um, thank you for sharing that. Like, you know, don't worry. It's your, the path is there because I, sometimes it picks up in a spot we didn't realize, you know? So, um, okay. Um, I want to talk about you both got involved, um, maybe for different reasons. And I would love to hear it in helping, um, foster youth. And I want to hear like what, what was that? Because I, I think, um, some people we've had people on before talking about, um, working with charities and thing like things like that. And it's like, there's so many things you could be focusing on. Like Marisa said, she wants to make an impact. There are so many problems in the world. How did you choose this? What, what led you to that? And, and, you know, can you share more about that? I've always had an obsession with this notion within America, which is family is everything. And this obsession that there's a whole population of young kids, if family is everything and I don't have it, where does that leave me? Right. So I've always just kind of really focused on that. And when I first moved to America, I tried to start a charity called home base. And it was, you don't have to make a commitment to have children live in your home, but how about you just become a home base? How about at Christmas, um, on their birthday, they have somebody that they can connect with somebody when they want to buy their first car, how do I go about doing that? Mm. So that was what home base was about. And in the process of trying to put this together, a friend of mine was on the board of Echoes of Hope, which is coincidentally one of the charities that we do support um, through our efforts at Barely Canadian, and uh, said, why reinvent the wheel? A really good friend of mine has this nonprofit. Why don't you meet with her? Her name is Stacia Robitaille, who I now call Sissy because she is like my sissy. And uh, we first met, we just had this immediate connection as, as you do, as we do, you know, with those people that are meant to be in our lives. So I started volunteering with foster youth. I'd always wanted to adopt a uh, foster child. And coincidentally, I think what helped 
put that into place was meeting my husband on our very first date, learning that his mother was in foster and learning that he also wanted to adopt a foster child. So that was a big deal for me because as you get older and you decide to focus on career instead of personal life, you think, gosh, I've missed the opportunity to have a child, but I, I've always wanted to adopt and have a child. I hope I can meet a guy that is okay with me not being able to have my own child, right? That's the big fear for women as you get older. And so to actually have that first date with him, and that was very important to him and a goal of his as well in life was incredible. So cut to what, I guess, three years into our marriage, we started to begin the process of becoming a foster parent, which is a very long process, but a very worthy process. And like anything else, little steps and suddenly you're there, you know, after a year's time. And uh, of course we, we are a foster adopt family. We have fostered a couple of other kids and adopted or adopting our son and we have adopted our daughter. So, you know, the whole population of uh, foster youth out there, it's important to us. We helped our kids and our help kids helped us find our forever home because truly kids save created our family for us. But within barely kids save is the organization. Yeah. Kids save Mm -hmm. is um, how you can meet older kids to adopt because otherwise they're going to age out. And so, um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about this age out thing and uh, just, you know, what what does that mean? I think, I think a lot of people understand, like we, I grew up hearing about adopting and then I sort of heard about fostering, but didn't really understand the concept of it. And I certainly never understood the ramifications of aging out. Yeah. So if you don't find a forever family, by the time you hit 18 years old, even if you're in a foster home that you might've been domiciled for five years, but that family more often than not go, okay, you're 18. See you later. And they don't have domiciled means actually living with a family within that home, within that family. But by the time they're 18, it's like, okay, sorry, but, uh, we're not kind of covering this anymore. Um, I think some people quite sadly foster because it's an income for them versus wanting to really help a child. So while, so while the kids with the family, they're getting the, the family's getting a check. The family is, and by the way, it's, it's a minuscule check. It's nothing that's going to be substantial, but if you are super low income Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe even disabled sometimes like, you know, it's extra income for them. And, Mm -hmm. and I've met people that were super low income and not necessarily physically capable who are incredible foster parents, you know, so it's not to say that that's always the case. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to paint a bad light, but that there is, there, there is, you know, some, but the way the system works when they turn 18, no matter, no matter like, you know, unless the person that is with them is able to afford to keep taking care of them and has the space, they're going to age out because they're no longer being supported by the system. Yeah. I guess that's, that's fair. I mean, it may, simply be a matter of finances as well. Maybe they cannot continue to afford to support them. Well, that's the, there you go. You know, there's a plethora of reasons. And so it's um, when you age out that the state does give the child some money, depending on the state is how much money they're going to give them. They do have health care to their, you know, 25. They do have, you know, a train ticket or bus pass or whatever, but think about what is it? Maybe a thousand dollars that they get a month. You're 18 years old. Think about, you know, yes, our generation also, we, if you had parents, we felt very capable of leaving the house at that time. We also knew we had this amazing safety net behind us. Mm-hmm. These kids do not, yeah. do not at all. So, mm. um, so yeah, so we, 
We want to help kids. We want to encourage people to be open to learning about kids safe, which is you go on the weekends, you meet these kids, you play board games with them, make vision boards, get to know who they are. And you might even feel inspired and think, I think I could be that child's parent, you know? Um, and that's what those meetings are about. Kids Save uh, actually has a, a Emmy winning documentary on A&E that we were actually featured in about the process of adopting. And it's really, really interesting. Some kids get adopted, some kids don't. But part of what we want to do at Barely Canadian is if you don't find your forever home with the family, it doesn't mean you can't create your own forever home. And so we want to help with that. Hence our fosterpreneur program that we're developing. Here's how you can do it on your own. You know, you don't have to bank on other people, right? Kind of coming back to that. If you don't have the family to bank on, bank on yourself and still always bank on yourself. Yeah. Always um, bank on yourself. Yeah. Marisa, I think, I think what's interesting just to add on that is, you know, these kids in foster care, they have a staff of people, you know, they have their CASA, they have their social worker, they have their therapists, attorney. their attorneys, they have a whole staff, wow. but they don't have a person. Like right. who's that person that's in their life that is without economic gain, right? Who's that person that's not there to get the paycheck to be there for that kid? And where's the community around that child or those groups of children that can give them the love, the self-worth, the community, the skill set so that when they do age out, they have a shot out there and they're not then repurposing the foster care system because a lot of these kids that don't have that come out with substance abuse problems, their teen mothers, those kids go back into the foster care system. And so it's a vicious cycle. So giving these kids like through this fosterpreneurial program, giving them the skill set and the self-value, the self-worth to actually follow a dream, see it through and create a life for themselves outside of a system is a real huge goal. And we think what we can do as just individuals, one, a couple of people providing this, this life for kids outside of a system to give them something so much more than living off of a system that's not really there to support them. And to kind of piggyback on that, just that we're we're just learning e-commerce. We're, we're just figuring this out and um, it's new to us. So I think there's value to that when teaching a young person you know, gosh, I'm, you know, how much older than you? And I'm just learning this. You're young with a fresh mind. You grew up with technology. So also kind of like, I think adults showing that vulnerability, like we're just figuring this out too. And I think yeah. it's a great way for, anyways, it's been a great way for my kids to learn, you know, as Marisa knows them well, um, just seeing how they've found growth and knowledge through this process. I think you're 100% correct there because so many times I, I work with people and they're like, well, who am I to teach so-and-so I'm just started. And it's like, you just have to be one step ahead. And, <laughs> you know, like you don't like, yeah. you know, like, um, this one woman I listened to on a podcast, I can't, can't remember which episode it was, or, but she said, if you want to learn the piano, you're not going to hire Billy Joel to teach you, <laughs> right? Like you're going to hire someone who knows the key, like the first few keys, like that's, who's going to teach you. And then you'll, you know, like a bit, and either they'll grow and you grow with them or you find the next one. But like, I think, um, I think that vulnerability is, is so great for kids to see and also see that like not everyone knows everything and the people doing it are often making big guesses. And so it kind of allows them, maybe it ditches imposter syndrome or allows them to see possibility. I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it's funny. You should say that too, because it's also fun to do things together. So even though we'll, we'll be a little bit a step ahead, when you have somebody doing it with you, it feels safer. It feels 
like you have that team, you have that support. And that's something I'm really enjoying with Marisa wanting to get involved in the company. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to bounce something off somebody and it's fun to have that support. And also even, you know, adults tend to be, parents tend to be accountability coaches. So that's the other thing that you kind of offer when you're, when you're teaching a young person. So, but yeah, we're, we're, we're excited. We're building this out and we're pumped and we can't wait to talk to you guys more about it as well. Knowing that you also do business coaching, you know, in a really, really unique way. Well, before we get into the fosterpreneur um, concept, which I think is really exciting and I can't wait to hear more about the adoption or the excitement of the customers looking at um, uh, Barely Canadian. Do you think that the social aspect of the company as a whole and the story behind it are, are what are lighting people up or is it really like the sweaters are just that amazing or is it a combination of both? I, okay. First of all, when people feel our product, they literally go, Oh my God, this is so soft. Mm. We're all about soft and cozy and the feeling of home, right? Cause we're all about finding forever home. So it's all about feeling at home, mm. but I definitely think that our kind of unique proposition as it were is that we are in fact an authentic story. I mean, we, we started this to teach the kids. We really are a foster adopt family, you know, coincidentally, Marisa is doing this documentary on foster care and learning so much about it, um, that she's, she's feeling fired up. So I think when we, um, I I do think when we shared the story of how we came to be, why we came to be, which if I might make mention, we're barely Canadian because I am always freezing as I kind of intimated off the top. But additionally, my husband was like, you are like, we just need to make you some summer mittens, summer sweaters for a California summer. Cause you just cannot <laughs> handle it. And that was, that's our first product are these super soft sweaters and super soft smittens that Leslie was wearing. And she gave us this great line. She was like, I've been smitten. You know? And <laughs> we're starting to use that. I love it. That's funny. But, um, but I think all of those really authentic pieces make a difference that that is what makes a stand out. So in answer to your question, I think it is definitely those um, pieces folded in and presented in the package of, of real and heart directed. Mm. Would you, would you agree, Marisa? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, in talking about a crowded marketplace, like, you know, there's a brand that continues to come up every time. I'm not going to give them any kind of <laughs> nod on this because it's all about barely Canadian, but you know, there's the brands that come up and there's the comps like, well, is it this or does it fit like that? Or, sure. you know, how much of it is sustainable? And there's, you know, all of the things that come up and it's like, we can, we are our brand. The, it's super soft. It's very comfy. We're giving back to foster youth. We love it. You're going to love it. And it's for everybody. There's not just one demographic that's being targeted. Everybody wants to feel soft and cozy and warm and feel like family. And yeah. that's what this brand is all about. Your sweatshirts are unisexy, correct? Unisexy. unisexy, Yeah, they are. (laughs) And luckily it's okay for boys to wear rainbows today. Yeah. So when when I, when I um, first saw uh, Barely Canadian, it was through, I think an email or maybe it was a post by Stacia and I just clicked it and opened it and I saw, you know, that you were, I think, I don't know if she was talking about you or somehow I knew you were involved, Kelly. And, uh, and I just opened up your Instagram and I was looking at it and I was like, this is so cool. You know, and I was, uh, really connected to the colors of it. And I, you know, I saved it and I showed it to Leslie and, um, uh, it wasn't for like another month that I actually looked at your website 
And when I went to the website, I didn't actually know any of the story. Uh, and, and I, I started reading a little more and I, and I started to understand like, oh, wow, it's, it's as, it's almost as if the, um, the prophet of it is, was like the last thing. Uh, it wasn't driven by this idea of like, I'm going to start a business so I can go make money. Like it wasn't, it, it doesn't come across that way. And that was really interesting to me um, as an entrepreneur who I've started like a lot of businesses to do exactly that. And, th- and this was, was really a surprise. And then the more I started understanding, I thought, what a cool example for, you know, some kids plus, you know, what a cool project to uh, have with them because it made me then begin to wonder like, who built the website? Was it you or was it the kids or like who wrote the copy? Was it them? Like who picks the products? Was it them? Obviously they're in like the photos of the trying the things on. I thought, man, this is a really interesting journey. Uh, and I, I think it's really amazing, you know, and when we got the products, it was like, okay, all right. This is <laughs> well, cool. I love that observation because I hadn't, uh, framed it that way before, but that is exactly how it happened. So I just love, um, that you're kind of, helping us even understand, oh, you're right. We kind of went backwards, right? We we started with, let's do this for the kids. We want to do something for the kids. All right, now this is a business. How cool is that? You know? Um, and and so, no, I, I love that. I really appreciate that insight. You guys are very good at perspective, marketing, <laughs> and cool things. Love that it. Mittens. Yeah. I think also like through the, you know, this is a new thing. And as you were talking just about being, being an entrepreneur, right? And trying a lot of different businesses, I think a part of one is like figuring out what is our competitive edge. We don't know. So it's about, it is, it's about trial and error and getting products. And maybe, you know, the rainbow on the back of this sweatshirt isn't big enough. So yesterday we were together and how can we like augment, like turn it into lemonade, right? It's not perfect, but let's make it, let's add to it. That just enhances kind of what our messaging is. Let's take it and evolve it and learn as we go. And we're like, oh, next time we'll, we'll do it this way, but but then maybe the zippers won't be right. So then figure out how to make the zippers right. And the whole thing is like an entrepreneur and building a business. It's like, shit's going to go wrong. And you have to pick up and roll, roll with it and figure out how to make it right. And now you got a hundred sweaters that have the thing wrong. And you're like, oh my God, what do we do with all these? We put the money in, we got to get rid of them somehow. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've, we've gone into the, what we do create product. Um, and it's always, it's an interesting process I'll say, but we around here like to say perfect is boring. And like all of our, <laughs> all of our merch that says that people look at it weird because it's on backwards. And, um, I was at the TSA <laughs> and I was like showing the guy my ID and he's like looking at me and like, you never want the TSA guy to look at you funny. Like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and I was like, what he goes, what does your hat say? And I was like, Oh, it's like, perfect is boring. Dude, you had me scared. <laughs> like, Oh my God, I'm getting pulled into a room. Um, but, but, um, we say that be, and I say that because like the rainbow might not be perfect, but like, is there a perfect rainbow? No, like all the rainbows are different. Like, and I do think, um, you know, uh, what I love what you're talking about, I hope everyone who's listening is hearing this. They didn't actually have all of the plans in place. So like, we Mm -hmm. love helping this group of people. We want to create something that helps this group of people. And we like soft things. So this is what we're going to start with. And so like, I think <laughs> That's exactly it. I think and we're always cold. Yeah. We're yeah. always cold. We're, you know, I, I've been wearing my spins around the house and, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, this is perfect. Cause it's a Vegas house. So it's either 
it's too cold. It's, it's too cold. You have the AC on or now it's, you know, 40 degrees outside. So, um, but I think people get stuck on, well, I have to have it all figured out. I have to make sure I have all the things in place. And like more now, more than ever, I think it's actually just about getting started and, and, and putting the thing out there and hearing what the questions are. Cause then you hear people go, well, you know, like, what's your, what's this? Is it like this? And then you can like, however you argue back or whatever you say back helps you identify another answer. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. And then it's funny because when we do introduce kids save and echoes of hope to other organizations or companies like your incredible company, both of your companies and your multiple companies, um, it, people are inspired and they want to get behind it. You guys made an actual substantial donation, you know, in December, it was really incredible. And so for us, that was our big, we'd been alive for all of three months. So we kicked off um, end of September, I had some serious health issues in October and, um, and then, and then by December we were able to donate to both, you know, nonprofits wow. and, but, 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 but that was just one piece of it. But then you guys did this massive surprise of like, what kids say, what? Oh, echoes and giving these donations anyways, that, 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 those are the, those are the feels that's what it's all about for us, you know? So you're right. When you're leading with, with, with the heart, when you're leading with, um, the true messaging purpose and derivative of why this all began, that's when you'll always win. It's almost like when you're writing, um, like in television, you have that log line, that log line is so hard to do, right? It's mm. such a hard, succinct thing to really pack everything into a sentence or two. Yeah. I was going to say going... for, for Tracy out there, I'm <laughs> oh, <no>. stealing, I'm <laughs> stealing, uh, from Smartless, from, from Smartless from, here for Tracy. Explain and to us what a log line is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk to Tracy. Let's talk to Tracy Milwaukee. What do you want? Yeah. What's up, Milwaukee? But it's like as you're as you're going along, always go back. What is that log line? You can't completely depart from that. And that's similar to if if it's all about the heart, it's all about doing something that makes you feel like you're doing something right in this world. Stick mm-hmm. with that. You know, always mm-hmm. make certain you stay at the core of it. That's what um I is think the goal we we would call uh, our our listeners would probably be more familiar with an elevator pitch where it's like, you know, right. how do you explain it in one or two sentences? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Um I want to so Marisa, you're you're working on a documentary. Is that how you got attracted to this particular cause? Or like because I I think um, you know, you saw this and you're like, I'm jumping on board with that. And I, and I, I, I want to point that out because I do think sometimes people, um, maybe don't know how to get par- become part of something. And so I want to kind of go right. to like, how did you go? Okay, Kelly, I'm in. <laughs> um, well, one in terms of foster care in, in general, I've been watching Kelly. I've gone to some of the fundraisers and I've, and I've also been with her through this process of her adopting uh, both of these kids. And it's really incredible what, what it takes to become a foster parent. Um, how, how much and how difficult if they don't make it easy. Mm-mm. Right. And these kids are also coming from a place of trauma and, um, and, and taking that in and taking that on is something really incredible. I think like I honor Kelly for, creating such a beautiful, warm home for both of these kids. And I think she's created that kind of a home for everybody that's been in her life, right? She has just the widest network and the most incredible um, group of friends and family and loved ones and created family that 
um, that surround her. So I've always been inspired I mean, Ke- by Kelly, her. Kelly changed my life. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know if you too. know that, but you literally took me down a different path because of uh, a text message from like after like a year later after we had met changed. Literally, that's like a very defining I can moment for that. me. I love connecting. Yeah. I love yeah. She's uh, she's really a, a, a wonderful, beautiful, powerful spirit. And we've been for years wanting to work on something. And it has always been in the film side and the content side. Yeah. Um, like, let's find a project to do together. And we have some projects that we've been dancing around for a really long time. Um, and so just this, the opportunity for Barely Canadian, you know, just to be with her and to help her. I mean, it started off with like, hey, let me just help you. I want to come help sell those sweatshirts. And I love these. and I want to promote it. And, um, and I'd also been thinking like, what, what do I want to do? And it's been two years, three years in the making of like, what do I want to do in addition to being a filmmaker? I want to do something. I don't know what it is. I have all these skill sets. Um, what do I want to do with it? And when this popped up, it just was something that felt right. Um, it felt something like I just, just soulfully, naturally, authentically felt like something I wanted to become a part of. And we had already had this friendship and a shared vision and love of, of the similar, similar things, similar people. Um, so that was an easy thing in terms of making a film about foster care is it's an overall series about the systemic issues that are contributing to the mental health crisis of our youth today. And so we've already done two films. One of them was, um, a view of the education system. And the other one was the pharmaceutical drug industry and the overprescribing of drugs for our youth today. And then because of what Kelly was doing in foster care, we were like, the foster care system is such a broken system. And it's a view of like, what are we doing to our kids? Yeah. And how can we tell a story through the voice of a child? Because all these films are through the voice of kids. Um to let them share their experience and give them a voice, empower them to take control of their destinies. And so I think it all, like, I think everything was very symbiotic. Is that the right word? Like is it all synergistic in terms of how it all happened? But I also just want to point out in case someone like missed it, she'd been looking for something for a couple of years. She was like, what else am I doing? And I think we get stuck on, I don't know the answer. I need like, need to like, and you, I don't, I'm sure you weren't sitting around twiddling your thumbs. You were working you're making these films and, but you had this question in your mind, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so then when this came up, your body was like this, this is, uh, this sounds really good. This feels really good. Oh, so it happens to be really soft. Um, so I think, I thank you for it was sharing also, that. Can I just add like, yeah. it was also like, it, this is for everybody. Cause it, it's like, it can, you can start pulling your hair out. Like I want to do, I don't know what I want to do. I have to do something, but it was also like, I want it to be a product, like a physical product that I can get behind and sell like a product that people are going to want a product that people are going to need a product that they don't even know that they need that they want. And when this happened, I was like, this is so weird. Like this is actually the product. And I never viewed it as, Oh, this is the the product. It just felt like, Oh my God, light bulb. Hello. This is what you've been putting out to the universe. Yeah. Energetically. Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's just, it goes back to what Kelly was saying earlier. It's like, 
the path will find you. Like it's okay. Yeah. If like, you're not Always. focused on it 24 seven, it's going to find you. Ugh, I haven't gotten chills. Um, ladies, <laughs> you guys are, your ladies are a freaking amazing powerhouses. And I, I have, I cannot believe that, um, barely can easily from September. I'm like, I'm like, this has been around. Like I'm, <laughs> I know it's, it's funny. Summer line. Yeah. We, um, we launched in September and then by October, November, no, by November, we had like a winter line. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Let's get into the next season real quick. Um, but it's been, it just kind of happened really quickly. It was so organic. It's really, everybody's reaction to the product is really, and it's not just the product. It's the, I dare say community. Cause we don't have that yet. We're so new. You guys have built this gorgeous community, you know, and you guys are so authentic with what you're doing. And um, I can't say we have a community yet, but we have, there's just an energy when people get uh, engaged with us yeah, and sure. what we want to do, they want to also, you know, participate. And, and so it's not when you buy one of our products that that helps, you know, a kid find a forever home and that's a wonderful thing, but it's kind of, I don't know where, I don't know how or why, and this isn't speaking very much to what you're trying to kind of touch on because, you know, you're trying to help people understand how to get to where they need to go. Right. And so, so just kind of letting it be and whatever it's going to become, I feel what it's going to become. I just can't name it yet. Right. But I do hope it's the kind of community that you guys have. That's just so flush and and full of heart I, and authenticity. I think that you actually just explained what I'm trying to help people do. So you're literally being it till you see it. Meaning you're just being you're you're the love, you're the drive, you're the, you're the feeling you want people to have around you. You're already doing that until we see where this is going. <laughs> like, so I actually yeah. think you're exactly what I want people to hear and what exactly what I want people to see, because sometimes it's not as easy as acting like a CEO, you know, sometimes it's not as easy as acting like, you know, you are the business owner. Sometimes it is a little bit more complex, and a little convoluted, but you have the passion, the story and the love. And you're, you're literally just being all of those things to see what comes next, what comes next for Bailey Canadian, what comes next for all these charities and these kids. And so I thank you for, <laughs> for sharing that. Cause I, I, that's what I hear. I don't know, Brad, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. I, well, and also I think we, we haven't touched on the fosterpreneur bit. So I think we're going to have to have you back on to dive into that a little more, you know, down the road. I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. Well, I'm going to ask Leslie's question here. Um, we ask every guest uh, this <laughs> Um, you know, if you were to, uh, uh, give our listeners, uh, um, one or two, be it action items, be it being bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items, uh, uh, that you have been doing or that you have tips for them, uh, uh, when you were starting this pro, you know, uh, Bailey Canadian, what would you yes. offer them? My goodness. Do you want to start? <laughs> I have, there's so many, but you start. I'll think of something easy. Sorry, my action steps. Well, to me, I, that's my dog trying to get in the, the room. <laughs> uh, he's a hound. At least he's not yelling at the top of his lungs. You know, I normally just goes, oh. Um, so to, for me, uh, be bold. It's just be, be you. You know, you can't please everybody. 
um, all the time, let alone every time, let alone any time. So do the best that you can and be you. I, um, I always like to reference that as I always put the great American poet Snooky, you do, you. <laughs> uh, you know, you do you, I mean, it, the most kind of perhaps ill-equipped person to give life advice at that time when this girl <laughs> was on Jersey shores, but nonetheless, that is the most succinct way I could think of, you know, to how to live your life. But I would also say, um, you know, my dad always said the harder you work, the luckier you get. And that's what you tend to find, you know, in Canada where we like to align ourselves with our great hero, Terry Fox. And uh, you just kind of put your head down and work. And when you look up, you're often surprised what you built, you know, but just focus on what you're doing, put your head down, do the work. And every time you look up, you're going to be shocked. Like, wow. And now we're here. Yeah. Huh. This whole working thing, this diligence, this just focusing on the task at hand really works. Mm. That's so true. <laughs> Love that. I love your snooky. Um, something that I think about often is this quote, fear eats the soul. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think a lot about that because it can be really scary to start something new and put yourself out there. And so I always put fear in the back in my back pocket. So that would be one thing I would say is don't let fear guide you. It's a false narrative. Show up. That's the first step. Just show up show up for yourself and follow your gut and stay true to your vision. Like persistence of vision is there and allow yourself to fall down, make mistakes, learn from, learn from the mistakes and just keep showing up every single day. I, I, it it already feels like that's been happening with barely Canadian uh, Mm -hmm. in in such a good way because of the the way it's taking shape. It's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. Just, I mean like that, just like, put your, put your stuff at the market, go to the fit, like get in the room. Like <laughs> yeah. sometimes the it's universe the people will that, the show up, that win truly mm-hmm. most people don't show up. Yeah. Just like buying a scratch and win. Just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> oh my gosh, ladies. Okay. Real quick. Um, uh, uh, where can people find you on Instagram? It's barely Canadian. <gasps> So at Barely Canadian on Instagram, um, I'm at Kelly Slatter, but really I just care about at, at Barely Canadian. And then um, barelycanadian.com is our website. And if you happen to spell it with a bear instead of a bear, so B-E-A-R versus B-A-R-E-L-Y, don't worry, you'll still land with us. We still will catch you. We got you. <laughs> way, to, way to grab the URLs. Um, <laughs> and Marisa, you're Marisa Polvino at Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram and at Straight Up Impact. Okay. I'm with Brad. We're having you back. Um, we'll have to do the, um, fosterpreneur and, and just also hear like the, what's going on because, um, y'all, we are very much going to be involved with these women and what they're doing. I'm really, there's so many different passions and, and, and impacts I've wanted to make in this planet that, you know, not always teaching Pilates can help. So, So being involved in different ways and collaborating is huge and, and we'll share those things as they come up, but, um, definitely take the, check out the links in the show notes and check out barely Canadian, grab yourself some smittens and a summer sweater and, and you all until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. 
one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.